Sheriff places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, mm. all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head, and uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the Our Take Podcast. From Scary Parrot Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the R Take Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Spencer. It is March the 9th. On this day in history, in 1976, the deadliest cable car accident in history occurs in Italy. How deadly could it have been? I thought the same thing, because you're thinking of the wrong kind of cable car. Oh, This is okay. like gondola-style cable car. Okay? Still. I, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Italy, 42 people died. Dang. When this cable car, the steel cable holding it snapped, the cable car fell 700 feet down a mountainside, and a three-ton overhead carriage assembly fell on top of the cabin, which it held, crushing it. So one survivor. I'm never riding a cable car again. Yeah. One survivor, a girl who was 14. That crazy sucks that's terrible jeez man uh, that was dark <laughs> way to start off with uh how about this okay in 1931 this day in history the electron microscope was invented which way to start off on a boring note i mean <laughs> <laughs> i mean a lot of stuff happened on this day you know oh uh, that's funny so uh we haven't done a show in um a while yeah we have uh a new Studio, new studio, new digs. We moved, and uh, we've just been trying to get that set up. And Brian has a new job, and he commutes now. And commuting just kills my drive to do everything. Yeah, and it, it ruins motivation. It, but it takes an eight-hour day and turns it into like a eleven-hour yeah. day. If I know that I'll get in the swing of it, though. So yeah, we'll get back into it. We'll we'll get back to two a week. Two a week. Yeah. Or eight a week. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever and, you want. I mean, on top of that, we're going to be starting other podcasts under yeah. the under the network. So yeah. Um, speaking of the network, yeah. As you'll recall, I uh, had to switch my networks uh, last year. Um, Your wireless carrier. My wireless network. carrier. For various reasons, screw AT and T. Anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> I have been trying to sell my phone. So I put my iPhone up for sale, my iPhone 10 for sale. Yeah. And within three minutes, I got a a message. Okay. And it didn't say, it didn't say, do you still have the phone or I'm injured? It just said iPhone 10. That's all it said. Like no question mark? No, just <laughs> iPhone 10. I was like, Yes. And then, uh, like, no, this is Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I got, um, then, then they asked if it was available and I said, yes. And then I got this. I will like to purchase it. Oh, it's the fraud. I, oh. I am okay with the price and condition, but I won't be chanced to come around to check it out. 
You won't be chanced. Chanced. <laughs> Due to my work frame, I will be paying you through check, which I will mail out. Text me back with your full name and address. So after the check has been cashed and cleared by you, I will ask my movers to come for the pick up at your location. And I don't mind adding extra $100 for keeping it for me. <sighs> Thanks. This KSL. Yeah. So obviously, I I called this guy and was like, "Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Let's, let's get it done." <laughs> turns out he gave me six hundred dollars and everything was great. <laughs> everything went well. He paid an extra hundo because of his uh, work frame. His work frame, and uh, he wasn't chanced. Is that even something people say? I, I let's see. Let's try it in a different way. Like. I won't be chanced to stop by this Can evening. you pick up my mail? Because I won't be chanced to, to get it myself. Yeah, that's the thing that's weird about these scams is they mix, like, English, or when I say English, I mean British accent, like the, the dialogue. English. Yeah, and ours, the U.S. is together. And it's just a disaster. But anyway, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. You know, so KSL is a local uh, news, uh, whatever, new network. It's a and news they, station. Yeah, and they have online classifieds. Yeah. And this scam has been going on for a while, but people keep getting had by it. Really? People get had by that? Yes. Yeah. I That or the PayPal one, where it's like, <laughs> I'll pay you via PayPal, and they send like a fake PayPal address, and they're like, oh, I'll give you the money as soon as the shipping has started. Anyway, yeah. if you're selling something online, just use cash. Yeah, that and or eBay. as soon as they start spelling things wrong and yeah. and uh, and bear in mind, almost eighty percent of the people I talked to that day uh, did not communicate very well. Right. So either they were all foreign, or I don't know. It was just weird. Right? It was yeah. weird. Cash only. Just resp- I started because I did that a few months ago. Yeah, and I just started responding cash only. Cash only. And then they didn't respond afterwards. You yeah. know. Uh, yeah. So um, I got something, speaking of scams, potentially, yeah. I got something in the mail, and maybe you got it too since we live pretty close to together here. Okay. Um, but I just, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I Wait. Okay. So I'm facing you, and I see the back of the envelope, and oh, all I see is, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <Comma>. So here's, <laughs> here's the whole envelope. Okay. okay. Uh, in the very front... The very front of it. God's Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's it's in big writing. It says, God's Holy Spirit instructed us to loan you this to start turning things around for you. So here it is. So Use it and be blessed. I like how they put the message on the outside of the envelope. Yeah, so you know. That's smart. Throw it away right away. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> they're like, people might not open it. Let's put the whole message right. on the outside of the envelope. Well, don't worry. The back. What has... if your bills came like that? <laughs> Look at the back. is like... Yeah. <laughs> It's like a freaking like textbook. Uh, yeah. So the back of the envelope says, Dear God, with our Bibles open to St. Matthew eighteen nineteen, we humbly and sincerely pray on bended knees for you to anoint this letter with your precious and holy power to meet the most pressing needs that someone is facing as they open this church letter of prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray. People are like, what are they doing? <laughs> Heavenly Father, we pray that this one who needs this divine help will write their needs on the page two of this letter and will place this blessed biblical Acts, uh, oh, Acts 19, 11, 12, prosperity handkerchief 
and this sealed Bible prophecy under their side under their side of their bed as they sleep tonight. Let thy power from heaven descend upon this home tonight and tomorrow night after this one has mailed their most pressing needs back to the 67-year-old church ministry. We pray that they will break open the sealed prophecy after sunset tomorrow. Let me see that. Amen. Break open the sealed prophecy. Are they like trying to open the seventh seal? I haven't figured out exactly <laughs> what they want yet, but so it comes with a lot of oh, literature. Oh, look at that. Okay. So whoever whoever did this, obviously... Did you go to this website? I, ha- I haven't. I just opened this just a little bit okay. before we, we did this. So there's... There's I don't know what all this is in the back here. There's like a whole Let's see. a whole thing there. It's smcprayer.org. I think that's uh, St. Oh. Matthew's Church's dot org. So there's a picture of what uh, appears to be Kim Jong Il. <laughs> but it seriously looks like and I want to see how they let's see, is this pre sorted? Non profit organization, U US postage pay. This is a non profit? No uh, way. Get out of here. I just I I don't know what they want. Uh, let's see. I'm on their website, and it's just uh, like drawings Yeah, from well, like the 60s. Yeah, look at these people on yeah. this literature. It looks like 50s, 60s artwork. They need to update their something, – their... Something they would have made on Mad Men. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this looks like an ad. Man, all these underlines. Due to my spirit working in you, greater control of the present and future plans can be at your fingertips. It's like they – I think there's a listening device in it. That's why they wanted it by your oh. bed. Oh. Gonna put it by your bed, and they're selling the ads to and Amazon. Then here is my handkerchief. No, it's a paper hanky? It's just a piece of paper. So go ahead and blow your nose on that. Good luck. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, paper, like, it's a piece of paper with printed plaid yeah. <laughs> around the edges on both sides. Yeah. I don't. I, do not know oh, what these people man. are after. I assume they want my money somehow. I'm just going to keep – so their website is seriously one page at a time, and it's just a next button. I started requesting prayer. Oh, good. Now, if that isn't God, I don't know what is. <laughs> what? I, I, yeah. That was the title of this letter that someone wrote into them. I got my check, and for the rest of my life, I will receive $720 a month. Okay, hang on just a second. I'm gonna, I'm oh, re- look. They're, they're, they're giving people money. Probably – Probably with interest. Let me just read this one. Can I read this one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is on their website. Looks like it's from someone to them. It says, Dear St. Matthew's Churches, I was so poor. Your church is in brackets for some reason, like it was another. I was so <laughs> poor. Your church had, t- had to take me in. My shoes were worn out, and I was on welfare, and I had only one dime to my name when I went to your church service. I asked if I could mop and clean the auditorium. After service, you were so kind to me, you, you bought me some shoes and food. When this minister of God prayed for me, it all started. I had been trying to get my government pension check for three years. <laughs> what? Then the blessing started. I got my check. And for the rest of my life, I will receive $720 a month. So you were supposed to be collecting a pension, and it wasn't coming, and so you... <laughs> You asked. So, is this a religious payday loan service? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, man. so so this is the page you need to mail back. Okay, and it's got boxes to check. Okay, pray for my family and for and me for a closer walk with Jesus to be saved. Our family members' health, confusion in my home. What? My children, a better job. 
But down here at the bottom, it says, I'm sowing my prove God seed gift to God's work of dollar sign. Oh, so they want you to donate. But you can also pray for God to bless me with this amount of money. So is this like a yes. like a you send money and and it's a lottery like I don't <laughs> they're like they're trying to convince people that if you if you pay money you'll get money in return. Ah. It's uh So that poor lady paid the last of her paycheck and then she started getting her pension. Right. This communism is what it is. Ah. This is communism. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I'm going to keep this hanky for oh, later. Oh, yeah, you should. <laughs> I mean, I'm starting to get a cold, but that's okay. I mean, man. <laughs> SM, smcprayer.org, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Of course. That's a very Oklahoma you gotta, thing. You got to post a picture of that. Yeah, for right. sure. Um, so real quick before we get into any main topics here. Um, yeah. Remember last time, I think it was last time, uh, we were talking about um, tornadoes. Yeah. Oh, and we you were, were gonna, you were going to go on a trip. Yeah, I I am. I'm going to do that. You're going to go. You're going to go uh, chase them. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, but we were talking about um, dropping um, dropping something in the middle of a tornado. Yeah, and so like I a, like if a plane was going slow enough, it could drop a payload. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, so I uh, was doing a course. I work for an airline and I was doing a, a uh, making a course for them. That's what I do. I make learning courses for them. Right. And um, it, uh, this one is about weather. And I found a page and it says, do not attempt to outclimb a thunderstorm. <laughs> so apparently thunderstorms outperform airplanes in the, the okay. amount that they climb. So, well, so okay, like a like a Cessna. How high does a Cessna fly? Not high enough to clear a thunderstorm. But, I mean, I just, uh, they normally have a ceiling of about maybe ten thousand feet. Okay, and a commercial airliner's they 30, go up to forty. Forty thousand, forty feet. <laughs> forty thousand, yeah. Forty thousand feet. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find. So updrafts. It says can exceed five thousand feet per minute. And normally airliners climb at about two thousand feet per minute. Okay. So I don't you probably you don't see them a lot here in Utah, but if you go out to the south, you will see thunderheads that climb. They are so, um, they're so high. They go up to forty thousand plus feet, and those are the ones that normally develop tornadoes. So okay, okay. so Cora is telling me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the average height of a tornado is about three to four kilometers from its base on the ground to the parent circulation inside the parent thunderstorm. So three to four kilometers. I'm not, I'm American. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, help me with that. Three to four kilometers. Oops. Let's just do four. Four kilometers to miles. Two and a half miles. That's only like 11,000 feet. Right. The tornado doesn't go that high. But the storm does. But the storm does. it's not smart to, dr- to drive, to fly a plane. No, you can't, like, that's, a that, that's the whole thing is this, this course talks about incidents where planes have penetrated a thunderstorm and it doesn't turn out well for them. Okay. Um, mainly because if you penetrate that big of a thunderstorm, you're going to get uh, hail. And the hail uh. will ingest in your engines 
and then your engines will flame out, but, which happened to a plane in the 70s, and uh, like it a crashed com- and commercial? killed almost everybody. Yeah. Do, well, don't planes fly through storms all the time? No. No. No? No, they, if it's a convective they, like, storm, then which is a, a thunderstorm, a severe storm, they'll go around it. Okay. Or they will go uh, f- try to cut through somewhere that's not like a as bad. Thread the needle, yeah, kind sort of, of thing. Yeah, interesting. So don't try it, I guess. No, no, it it's, it doesn't turn out well. But so, you could still do the drone. Yeah, maybe a military sure. drone, yeah, like, like a, a freaking, predator drone. Yeah, do a predator because <laughs> if you know, whatever. Maybe it just has the payload attached to it, and you just fly it right in. Oh. Yeah, all of this is to gather info that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're always like all the storm chaser shows and stuff yeah. I watch are like we're, we're gathering data, and I'm like, what? What kind of data? What is it that? What is it like? The only uh, what does the printout look like of that? Yeah. It's just like data, data, data. Like, <laughs> it's just the matrix. It's just numbers, and the, I don't, the only I thing I have to go it. on is Bill Paxton, right? Who said, you know, to his fiance and Twister, right? This sends back data like. Wind speed, velocity, yeah, dew that's, point, temperature, yeah, that's what <laughs> which, they. Which I don't know why that matters. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Better, I'm sure it does, but they even have like this whole system called Dow, the Dow, where where there's like six different trucks that s- surround a tornado with portable radar, and okay. then they scan the tornado, and they just they like we're getting together. valuable data, and I'm like, what? <laughs> does that mean you're getting tax dollars and i'm not seeing any results yeah basically you're getting a government grant which comes from me and i'm yeah. not i still have to have a storm uh seller yeah <laughs> that's my point although i found out that so the the tornado in alabama it killed 23 people which is a lot wasn't it more than that uh it might have gone up that was the okay. last count that i heard um, but it said, uh, that they had nine minutes of warning, That's which pretty long. I thought was a lot. Uh, apparently the normal time now is 15 minutes of warning, Wow! but back when I was in Texas, they said it was only like five minutes. So they've been able to get enough of that data to extend the warning, uh, envelope. I mean, it, I mean, obviously depending on where you are, nine minutes, if you were to sit in your, in your family room. Well, yeah, basically. If you're at the grocery store, you're, you're screwed. No, actually, I'd rather be at the grocery store than my house. You couldn't go back in the locker and your meat well, locker. Well, you the meat locker. Well, no, but I mean like if you had a storm cellar yeah. or a shelter well, or whatever. I mean it's nine minutes. It's, it's the storm that could produce a tornado is going to be there in nine minutes. So it's not saying that there will be. Because you don't know the path of the tornado right. at all. Like, right. There's no way to predict that. And so it's just like this storm cell with this tornado. So you should get in cover. Right. Or get ready to get into cover. I would think um, after like... People don't, I guess. Years and years of data, we'd get better at predicting the path. You know what I mean? I think it's just too sporadic. Like modeling? Like yeah. But it doesn't... I don't know. It just... It does whatever it wants. Yeah. And you'd have to be like... It'd have to be like the same geography every time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so, so don't, don't... Don't do it. Don't, don't try to outclimb a tornado. No one's ever going to be able to do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the most you can hope for is to find a, a pipe that goes deep enough into the ground. You can put a leather strap around yourself and just let it fly right over. Yeah, and hopefully you won't get hit by a you toilet. Know, it, <laughs> can you imagine getting hit in the face by a toilet? <laughs> they said <laughs> that what a way to go. Yeah. <laughs> All signs indicate that he was killed by a t- <laughs> flying toilet. Somehow, right before the collision. 
he got to the outside of the tornado. So it was caught on camera. Right. <laughs> the, t- the toilet <laughs> came right behind him. <laughs> um, actually, what's uh, a lot of people have survived tornadoes just by holding on to the toilet. And uh, okay. when I, I went in 1999, after there was a that uh, EF5 in Oklahoma that killed like hundreds of people. Yeah. And uh, there were foundations with just the toilet attached. Yeah. Well, they are secured right to yeah. the sewer. I mean, depending on the kind of plumbing. Yeah. But yeah, that could work. Yeah. <laughs> also, they said that this tornado, the when they hit Alabama, the wind speeds were high enough to, for a pine needle to go through wood. Come on. So I think you'd be pretty hosed. <laughs> a pine needle to go through wood? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a hell of a sliver. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh, anyway, so what else is going on? Um, do you know who Vince Offer is? It sounds like... You, you will as soon as <laughs> I tell He's the sham wow guy. Oh, okay. And Wait, is his last name really Offer? No. Okay. That's actually his real first name. That's... He is Israeli-American. His real name is Offer Shlomi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. He's the ShamWow guy. Remember he had the microphone? Oh, I know who the ShamWow guy he is. He invented the ShamWow. Yeah. And he pitched it. Yeah, he's a pitchman. He's a, he's a comedian. According to Wikipedia, he's a director and a writer. Have you ever tried the ShamWow? No, you? No, I'm just curious if it works. He also did the uh, Slap Chop. Oh, yeah, the Slap Chop. Yeah. So that's not what I'm bringing up. We're not sponsored or anything. <laughs> sponsored by Slap Chop. Offer Shlomi. Changed his name to Vince Offer. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about what's been going on with him. I haven't. <laughs> so he went through some. Is he uh, running for president? He went. Th- yeah, he went through a sticky situation a few years back. I feel like I remember something. What was it? And so he was in Florida, hmm. uh, and he was enjoying the, uh, you know. The things that Florida has to offer, like uh, meth what, and heroin. What, uh, craft just took part partook of you know Can't, oh he he was seeing a a sex worker i see vince offer was or offer shlomi uh and this was in 2009 february okay he was arrested for felony battery after an altercation when a, with a 26 year old sex worker he contended that he struck the prostitute when she quote bit his tongue and would not let go <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Prosecutors later declined to file former charges against either person. <laughs> well, where do you go with that? Oh, my gosh. I just can't get the picture out of my mind of someone biting your tongue and you're trying to hit them without hurting your own tongue. Yeah. You can't move. Yeah. That would suck. That's that's a pretty paralyzing move right there. Yeah. Um, In a fight, if you can a, ever get a hold of someone's tongue. I have a question. Yeah. Why Why do all these people with money go to illegal <laughs> massage parlors? I, I don't know. There are legal – you can go to Reno. You can go to Amsterdam. You can go to the Clinton's uh, Pizza Factory, <laughs> the sex ring. You can go to Bill Clinton's favorite room in the Oval Office. Go to the island that George like Soros Robert has. Robert Kraft has so much money. Why does he – why – I just – I don't know. Just it's goes just, to show what money man. can't buy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> can't, That's funny. Can't get you any type of J. Vince Offer. What Vince Offer. Stupid name. Offer Shlomi. Offer, mm, yeah. Offer me some Shlomi. I just want to add a name. Like, so my name is Brian Sherman. I'm going to go by, some, like, uh, Sherman 
No. What, how, would, how would he do this? His first name was Offer. Okay, so my last name would become Brian. Right. And I want to be, be Tony Brian. Vince Brian? Tony Brian? Tony Brian. That kind of sounds like a celebrity name. See, that's what he did. Vince Offer. Yeah, except for that's not doesn't sound like it sounds like a a fake pitchman name. Well, it is weird that his name is yeah, Offer yeah. when he has many offers. I'm Billy Mays Offer. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. That's crazy. Um, I do. So that was just funny. Yeah, that is pretty. Funny. <laughs> just try and imagine that for a minute. Oh, I am. I want to talk about what's happening in the Utah State Legislature. Oh. What wah, wah. What what is it this time? Good news and bad news. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where do you want to start? Cool stuff or bad stuff? Um, uh, just good. What's the good stuff? <laughs> <laughs> the good stuff is they passed legislation to give thirty-two million dollars to public schools for more counselors and therapists. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because we've talked about that a ton. Yeah. In terms of school shootings, right? Um, and they actually are looking at stats because. Uh, suicide has doubled in the last decade. Yeah, we're one and of the almost states. It is it. the leading cause of death among people ages 10 to 17. 10? 10 years old to 17 years old in Utah. The leading cause of death is suicide. Wow. It's terrible. That's crazy. It's awful. So props to them for giving the school... School some more money, get right. some more therapists and counselors in there. Mm-hmm. That's a cool one. That's good. Um, if you're not from Utah and you don't care about this legislation, it always matters though because things spread, right, state to state. Well, I mean, Utah kind of seems to be that they get the yeah. tail end of. Do you remember me talking about uh, the cars in England? How when you stop, like if you come to a complete stop and yeah. then you press the brake harder, the car turns off. Uh huh. And then when you press the gas, ca- car turns back on. Right. So. There's no idling in England. Right. They tried to pass a law in Utah that would allow cities to create anti-idling ordinances. Okay. Uh, Is that not a thing? Because Salt Lake supposedly has one. (laughs) They had it, and they tried to pass an amendment that would require cities to give warnings to people first. Mm -hmm. And it failed. So they're... Well, it's pretty, yeah. So, bill allowing cities more enforcement of idling laws, idling laws stalls in Utah Senate committee. Well, I, just, I don't see. The, to me, whatever. this this shouldn't be a like a, a citable offense. It should just be why don't we make all cars the way they make them in England? Yeah, they're made at the same place, right? You know, <laughs> like just put that switch in. My car was made in England. Was it? Yeah. Does your do, does yours do that? No, because it was being sold in America. Yeah. What do you know? I don't know if that's even. I don't know. I don't know either. If that's even an option on Hondas. This one pissed me off though. Idling, whatever. Just turn your car if you're going to be stopped there for a while. Someone they did a study at a school yeah. in Cottonwood Heights, and they found that the air quality in classrooms near the drop-off zone of the school mm-hmm. was worse than in classrooms not near the drop-off zone. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's interesting. I uh, well, it's just. Start starting and turning off your car every two seconds. It's kind of I don't know. That's why they just need to build it in. Yeah, you know, just build it in. Uh, because I would like it not not even for environmental reasons. Right. Uh, it saves you gas. Right. You know. Apparently, it doesn't. Turning your car on and off doesn't because it used to be people would say that it was bad for your car to do that, no. but apparently no. that doesn't matter. 
Um, but the only like, thing that could possibly go bad is the starter. The, but they'd last forever. The main issue I have is climate controls. <laughs> yeah. Like what happens to my AC or my Oh, I my, see what you're saying. My uh heater when yeah. I turn off my car, especially my car is black during the summer, that actually turns into a a, a health hazard. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get an electric car then. Well, I yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the answer. Is. But I mean, if you're you know you're stopped at a light for no longer than like ninety seconds, right? You know, you can turn it off. But anyway, but that's... then it's only ninety seconds. Does it really? I don't know. Well, if if one million people, I just wonder <laughs> if one million people right. let their car idle ninety seconds less four times a day. Right. That's yeah. a lot, man. Yeah, it, yeah. it adds yeah, up, right. yeah. and that's just in like. And I say a million people because that's like the Salt Lake metro area. Right. You know. Um, uh, what other bad news is there? Um, so if you were a police officer and – first of all, if you were a police officer, would you wear a body cam? Yes. For my protection. Would there ever be a circumstance where you would turn it off? Let's say, Let's say you had it on. You got into an altercation, someone shot at you, you shot and killed them. Mm-hmm. Any time after that that you would turn it off? I don't know. All right. So they tried to pass a law that would require uh, police officers to basically leave it on all the time. Uh-huh. And it failed, saying that it's basically down party lines, although two Democrats – Voted with uh, the right for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it was this. He said that he was concerned officers who had been through traumatic events may not feel comfortable talking to their supervisors while in a stressful situation. So in Utah, it's legal to turn your body cam off when you're talking to your supervisor. Oh, I see. In my opinion, that's like the most crucial time besides right. the incident itself. Right. When you're telling your supervisor what happened, because let's just run through a scenario. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm a cop. I have a body cam on. I shoot someone. Mm-hmm. It's right there, pretty black and white right. on what happened on my camera. Mm-hmm. Then the recording of my version to my supervisor differs from the actual thing that just happened two minutes ago. Right. And there's a lawsuit. If those things don't corroborate for some reason, that... Without 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 real good – I understand in a stressful situation you might not be able to recall right away. But if you leave out key details yeah. that are clearly on the camera mm-hmm. but you told your supervisor something different, now we won't be able to know that. Right. And the paper record of what this officer said is now just that. Right. Just paper. You can't hear the tone of the guy's voice. Was he mad? Is he sad? Is he stressed? What is he? Right. Uh, right. Does he, does he use any – Condemning language. Right, right. Discriminatory, you know? Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why, for someone who's a public servant, mm-hmm. why, why wouldn't we just always leave it on? I don't know. doesn't make any sense. It seems like it would be in everybody's interest to have it turn on, be turned on all the time. Just leave it on. It, why does it have an off button, you know? Like, man, I have a dash cam, and it just overwrites automatically. Right. And I can hit a little button on it. That will save whatever the last five minutes was. Right. So it won't ever override it. Right. You know, so like, 
there's no don't t- don't tell me that there's no memory right that there's, there's like no. the battery like there's nothing you can say that's like just why just leave it on in right. my you're making an excuse for these cops not to you know that they can turn it off at any time and be like oh my supervisor arrived yeah, you know that is weird it's weird it seems kind of silly i don't get it that's dumb i'm trying to think of any other way like I don't know. why did they what was their reasoning for going against it just that just that they said they they may they might not feel comfortable talking to their supervisor while being recorded in a stressful situation okay yet well, if you're being interrogated by the police you're recorded and <laughs> right <laughs> dragged over the coals for 8 hours right right hmm. i don't know that seems weird I, yeah i don't i don't get it that seems strange i no. think i would just leave mine on all the time yeah why not because i have I have pretty good faith that I would probably be doing the right thing. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Just giving someone an out, if you ask me. Um, so I know that um, one of the laws that, that got gutted, uh, first the alcohol law got gutted. It, it did? was about to pass, and then, then they... So Utah's not going to have... Uh, not right now. Alcohol no. anymore. Because well, the... It, I don't know. It'll be weird. Anheuser-Busch um, is not even making it. The Well, they haven't stated that yet, but there's a good chance that's going to happen. But um, they're, the Republicans' defense, like they, the people against it, who are – they're all Republicans. Um, it was just – they were – it was dumb. They, they did a, a dumb PowerPoint they brought out, <laughs> and they, they showed other states – "Quote unquote weird alcohol laws to show that Utah didn't have weird alcohol laws." Just justifying the weird with the weird, yeah. And it was just <laughs> their their arguments were so null and stupid. And <sighs> all right, so did you hear about the conversion therapy ban bill? No, is this to convert people to the church? <laughs> <laughs> well. So you know what conversion, gay conversion therapy is, right? Uh, ineffective. Well, yes. And immoral. <laughs> but you know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm. Yeah. So uh, there was a bill to ban it, and the governor was behind it. Um, but kind of at the last minute, um, the bill, some of the wording in the bill got changed to um, where. Um, uh, counseling someone was still okay. Counseling therapy was still okay. okay. Like you could go to a therapist, a conversion therapist, and they they could still try their you know whatever. Okay. So the, the camps aren't uh, aren't allowed anymore, I believe. But the there were okay. So there were okay. conversion camps that were happening. Right. Okay. And those are going to be outlawed, as far as I if I if I remember right. But the Oh, I see. okay. I just stumbled upon a paragraph. Maybe this will help. Deseret News. The original version of the bill defined conversion therapy as any practice or treatment that seeks to change the sexual orientation or gender identity of a patient or client. So that was the original text. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how, how it changed. The edited version focuses on physically abusive techniques like electric shock therapy and removes gender identity from the definition because legislators felt the issues surrounding transgenderism, including sex change procedures, were too different to be lumped in with efforts to change a child's sexual orientation. Well, okay, so two things. First of all, physically abusive techniques. Electric shock 
ECT isn't isn't physically abusive. Uh, it should mm-hmm. just it should just be lumped in with any other type of therapy to to try and convert someone. Yeah, it's yeah. But just so you know, ECT is actually very effective on like depression. Right. You know? So and that's whatever. But like and trans including transgenderism, and I think is I think it's fine to include. Do you see a reason why it should be separated? In terms of no, that seems fine. So the the biggest problem I had with this uh, were some of the so Spencer Cox, who I, I really like Spencer Cox. He's our lieutenant governor. He'll probably be our next governor after uh, this next term. Um, uh, he came out and he he. There's a picture of him here sitting with the uh, protesters and. Um, he apologized for the way the bill went down. It's not their it's not their fault, you know. It's not Spencer and uh, uh, Gary Governor Her- Herbert's fault that the bill changed. Right. They want an apology because Governor Herbert kind of flipped, but he he, he didn't flip. To me, it just sounded like he just was he, like, okay, let's just pass something. He kind of went weak. Yeah. Instead of coming back hard, uh, saying, "No, you guys need to figure this one out." Right. Right. Okay. So. Uh, from my understanding, Governor Herbert knows that the bill still needs to be changed in the future, that it still needs some help. And so Spencer Spencer Cox went out and apologized to them, and he sat and talked to them and listened to their stories. And one of his explanations for why everything went down the way it did is because he said the legislators um, were not as educated because they didn't get a chance – to educate them because he said, because we spent so much time, I, I can't, I need to find the, I, this isn't a direct quote. This okay. is, we spent so much time trying to convince the church, uh, that this needed to happen. That's a foot in the mouth. I was situation just like, right then. wait, why is the church? Why, have, why are you convincing? Wait, the church should have, what does the church have to do? Why do you, we're convincing them of what, what does that have to do with legislation? Yeah. Yeah, there's he just that's a major foot in the mouth situation. No, I, I need to find what he act if that's but that was the somewhat to the the church should said, never but. ever be consulted on legislation, right? Ever, yeah, like there's no reason, yeah, that on any of it, like that makes no sense to me. To me, that's a that is a constitutional violation, yeah, it's. It's becoming more and more apparent that the church is deeply involved in the the political uh, dealings here in Utah, um, from this alcohol ban yeah. to to this situation to you know, and it's it's just uh, it's pretty discouraging. And has anyone ever come out and just tried to sue the church? Because uh, I feel like Rocky Anderson said he was going to about. Uh, what was that one about? It was something a few months ago. He's the old mayor of uh, Is it Salt a medical Lake. marijuana one? Yes, it was. It was about the change. So how the – yes, there was a Democratic vote that made medical marijuana legal and then the legislature changed right. it because of the church. He was going to sue. I don't know where he's at in that. I just wonder why no one has sued them and and claim made the claim that they are not a – like that they're not acting as as a religious institution and that they should lose their tax status. Right. Um let's see. I mean maybe we should get a make sure we're understanding things correctly as to what 
they are or aren't allowed to do because separation of church and state is more of a colloquial term. It's right. not actually listed anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, it's in Article 6 of the Constitution. Um, let's see here. All debts, contract, and engagements, blah, 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 shall be valid. Shall be bound by oath. So this is where religion comes into the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's written, So this is the full paragraph. The senators and representatives before mentioned and the members of the several state legislatures and all executive and judicial officers, both of the United States and the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support the Constitution, but no religious test shall ever be required as, qual- as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. So I don't know how that's been interpreted later on by any high court, mm-hmm. but that's the only time it looks like it's really mentioned in terms of religion. But you, you might be able to get an argument across in a, in a court that the, our legislators feel like they need to pass a religious test. You know what I mean? Well, does that make sense? Actually, that does make a lot of sense because that's what the temple recommend is, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Because we talked about this a few episodes ago that there was some talk, we don't know if it's true or not, Right. that church or church uh, leadership, however high or low, Uh was threatening to revoke temple recommends of legislators who disagreed with church doctrine. From a, from a public standpoint. Interesting. So if you're saying for – that's – I don't know. You might be able to make a case here if you – with the right legal mind. Right. You might be able to make a case that if you – Spencer Cox just admitted that it took too long to educate the church, which means he was seeking the church's approval. Right. Which means that a religious test was being given to a public office or a public trust. Mm-hmm. Which is what's in the text here of Article Six, right? Everyone I to, knows. I need it's... to dive in and find out exactly what what he said to see if that's accurate. But that was the fact that the church yeah. was even mentioned right. is a problem, right? You know, there the the members of the legislature were not voted in by the church. They're not paid by the church, right? Mm-hmm. They are their salary, albeit small, is there's forty five days of legislation right. in Utah. Uh, they. That comes from taxpayers. That doesn't come from the church. Mm-hmm. You know, so the fact that they're not just booted from the building. I mean, are they listening to every church? Do the Episcopalians have a say? <laughs> you know, we have Greek Orthodox in Utah, That a pretty big contingent of them. Are they in there? You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> why did, yeah. Why are they even, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I guess. And conversion therapy is immoral. And the Department of Professional Licensing should do, make their own rules if the legislature can't. And it's stupid and it doesn't do anything. But hey, you know, whatever. All right. uh, We'll take a break. When we come back, we have, uh, we have some random headlines. Goats. Oh, it's all, they're all animal related. Goats, chickens, and parrots. All, All three. Uh, and no Irish need apply. And Brian licks his cat. Huh, got a new email here. And it's from a Nigerian prince. It says he's got millions frozen in an account. All he needs is a hundred grand to pay legal fees, and then as soon as he gets his money, I get a million bucks. 
Wow, and he must need it quick, because there was like a bazillion typos in that email. You got to send that money. You think so? Absolutely. I mean, can you imagine if you make a million bucks? You'll be happier than the guy on his wedding day. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye, Mom. Goodbye, Dad. Goodbye, friends. Goodbye, free time. Farewell, sex. So long, golf on TV. I'll miss you, privacy. Goodbye being honest about how many beers I've had. Nice knowing you, my own choices. See you later, money. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. I feel like it's been a year since we've done an episode. I think we were doing them so frequently that the fact that we haven't done one in like seven days yeah. is... We were doing like three a week for a long time there. And then we went like a... Then we ran out of stories. F- <laughs> <laughs> no, I still have a whole list of Brian stories we've never talked about. Oh, that's right. But we well, always have so much... How I about... feel like we always have so much to talk about. <laughs> how about instead of a Brian story, we talk a story we talk about Lincoln, the goat. Lincoln? Lincoln. Link colon. The English language is stupid. I know. Lincoln. Colonel. Uh, I was thinking about that yesterday. It should be Lincoln. How if Colonel is correct. Colonel is. <laughs> what the hell is Colonel? Like <laughs> Jim Gaffigan has a bit on that, and he's spot on. Like, what is Colonel? That's the dumbest, right. dumbest thing. Because a popcorn Colonel not only starts with a K. Yeah. It's spelled the easiest way that you could yeah. even yeah. think. We should revamp the English language and just make it less ridiculous. Like get, ni- like 1984 style? Yeah, get rid of <laughs> words that are, have two meanings, like four and four. Oh my gosh, I made a note of one, man, the other day. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, go ahead with your thing. I'm going to so, try to find it. Lincoln the Goat um, has been elected mayor of a small Vermont town. <laughs> <laughs> in, in lieu of a normal mayor, they were like, well... The goat (laughs) seems like a pretty good. (laughs) A three-year-old Nubian goat named Lincoln is poised to become the first honorary pet mayor of the small Vermont town of Fairhaven. Oh, my God. The nanny goat was chosen this week by townspeople for the one-year post at the community's town meeting day. Lincoln takes office Tuesday. The ballot of 16 pets was open to all town residents. Most of the other candidates were dogs and cats and gerbil. Name Crystal, um, but yeah, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln with 13 votes beat out a dog named Sammy. So it's a very handsome goat, you know, <laughs> lovely, lovely goat. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know what the point of all. Oh, they were trying something um, to raise money and only raised a hundred dollars though. Oh, I see. You had to pay a $5 entry fee to get your animal to be mayor. I thought maybe that uh, they were like, you know what? Both of you suck. We're going to make this goat mayor, which (laughs) might actually be exactly what happens in the 2020 election. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, mm, It's Trump or or Warren. Let's just do uh, goat. It's a Lincoln. Let's a, do Lincoln. It's a fat horse or a jackass. <laughs> he's got a. He's which got, one is which? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's got a storied name, Lincoln the Goat. I mean, you know, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. he could be the next Abraham. But yeah. anyway, oh my um, gosh. so this is uh, um, now you know what cage free meat is, right? Cage free yeah. chicken. Yeah. Which I 
I wish all chicken was cage free. That would be. I think it sucks the way they they do it, but it sucks the way they live to die. Yeah. Um. But this is getting a little crazy. So, um, with this this new thing, okay, you have to pay a premium for this. Um. But they put a GPS tracker. Come on. On your chicken. That you're going to (laughs) eat? And they basically give you the history of uh, where that chicken went. So you can actually confirm that it is uh, free range. Um, Hang on a second. (laughs) You can pay to watch your chicken grow up on a GPS. I don't know that you... uh, you you watch it grow up, but you when you buy it, it has um, like a history, yeah, of where it's been. Yeah, so it's a Chinese company that's doing this, oh, um, and they've already outfitted more than a hundred thousand chickens with trackers, and uh, the technology should be in twenty five hundred farms by China next year. In China, next here's year. what they're gonna do: they are going to find out where those chickens are going. Yeah. With that GPS, and that's how they're going to kill America. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to poison all that chicken. Yeah. State by state. That's scary. Well, speaking of poisoning chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the new way to slaughter them? No. You just poison them? Um, Now, we know that there is an an opiate crisis here in America. Yes. and if you ever needed evidence that opiates are addictive, just turn your attention to India, where not only are people addicted to opium, but also parrots. <laughs> <laughs> so parrots in India are destroying poppy crops. Um, oh, my gosh. They're addicted to opium, so they're going in there. and I'm uh, surprised this didn't happen generations ago. Maybe it has, and no one's just... just barely noticed but right here you can see a uh, is this gonna work oh no yep. there's parrots eating opium oh there's not oh my gosh but yeah see where oh yeah right there yeah. he's biting off the whole oh yeah yep. yeah so they, if you haven't seen a poppy plant it's like a bulb on top of a stem yeah and they're just breaking open the bulb <laughs> or just he's just grabbing he's it by the whole st- he's carrying it away to his family <laughs> the crackhead man yeah oh man so um, I wonder if a lot of our heroin comes from India. So, uh, I think doesn't most of it come from Afghanistan? That's what I thought. I didn't know they grew it in India, though. Is what I meant. Yeah, you know, probably a similar climate. So, yeah, opium addicted parrots are terrorizing poppy farms. In yeah. India. Oh so they're saying that they're having to guard their their poppy fields twenty four hours a day. Bring these, back, bring back parrots. the scarecrow, man. So maybe <laughs> the scare parrot, <laughs> scare parrot, scary parrot. <laughs> oh my! Holy God. shit! That's Wow, we just we need to get sponsored by these Indian. We just stumbled. I mean, they probably got a crap load of money, so yeah, we they just can stumbled onto us. the magic sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Scary parrot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what kind of pain these parrots are dealing with, but uh, it, it must be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I found. This is this is going back. I just found the sentence I wrote down a few days ago that oh, was yeah. stupid English, right? Uh-huh. Are you ready? Yeah. I was present with a present to present to the people present. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Our language is so stupid. <laughs> Two I mean, of them are even said the same. Man. It would be so hard to learn yeah. this language. Like I would just like I get exactly what you said, but someone else would be like, <laughs> What? I was present with a present to present to the people present. Oh my gosh. That's so yeah. stupid. Anyway. <laughs> well, speaking of present or president. <laughs> president. Um, there is a new er docuseries on Netflix. Okay. It is called uh, well actually there's a variety of them, but the one I just started watching is called CNN the 2000s. Oh yeah. Have Didn't you, they did they start in the 60s? I believe so. Yeah. I haven't watched any of it. Is it good? It is. I highly highly recommend watching it. Okay. Uh it goes over um pop culture uh, it talks about the birth of the iPhone. Yeah. And, you know, say what you will about the iPhone, but um, it cha- it did change everything. Like the, oh, it wasn't sure. It wasn't anything else. It was the iPhone that changed uh, the landscape that we have now. And then yeah. Droid, Android, uh, Google, yeah. Google's founders followed uh, shortly after, but they, that was only in response to uh, the, the iPhone. <laughs> right. And... They they showed some video of Microsoft execs um, mocking the iPhone. They were just like, "This no one is ever going to buy this. It doesn't have a keyboard. <laughs> like it's just so." Well, you try it. Yeah, they were just like, "This is embarrassing. This is so stupid." And and uh, wow, yeah, they must. Uh, I bet they have <laughs> iPhones now. <laughs> oh, for sure, dude. I remember when you know I had the, I had an, a wheel iPad or iPod, right? And that, I heard, we heard a rumor. I don't know if I've ever shared this story. Someone came to me and they're like, uh, the next iPod is going to be just a full screen. Right. Because you could watch movies on on the one with the wheel. Right, right. And I was like, well, well where's the wheel going to be, though? <laughs> I couldn't get past that in my mind. And, I know. And whoever, I think I was talking with Kurt. And we were like both speculating like, oh, maybe it'll just like come up out of the screen and then go back down. Or maybe it'll be on the screen. We just couldn't wrap our head around what Steve Jobs. A, yeah, could. a touch screen, complete yeah. touch screen, and uh, there's and that was uh, that was one of the things they said on the documentary is that they said that you could buy something uh, similar to the iPhone at that time for possibly cheaper, but it didn't didn't work as well. Right, and that is, in my opinion, that has always been what Apple has done because you get a lot of Droid users that will say, "Well, my Droid could do that three years ago." I'm like, "Well." But it probably couldn't do it that well. Oh, for sure. And Apple tends to to work out most of their bugs, most of them, most of their bugs. It's it's uh, before they actually uh, their operating system is. It, I, I even Android users can't really disagree. I they they love their phones, but it's just a smoother operating system. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I I don't even know if that many phones have even been like, able to replicate how well their touchscreens work yet. No, but. I mean, like, Chris is a huge Samsung guy, but he'll, he'll even admit that it's just smoother to use. Yeah. You know, he used to call them vanilla. That's how he would describe <laughs> the iPhone to people as vanilla. But, yeah, I mean, well, no one, yeah, capacitive touchscreens, like, you just couldn't even fathom the idea. Yeah, I know. You it know? was crazy. Um, but the parts of the this docuseries that I found, I think I watched the whole thing now. I'll, I think there's like eight episodes. The parts that I found most interesting were, of course, 9-11. Right. Um, the beginning of the war in Iraq and Afghanistan and Bush's presidency and Obama's um, 
uh, rising and right. the uh, recession. Did you go see Vice yet? No. Oh, man. I'll okay. wait for that one. Um, Dick Cheney's doing a real interview, by the way. Oh, really? It's like, yeah, I saw a teaser for it somewhere. Anyway, keep going. Um, but um, one thing I found interesting, I know you don't really care for Bush that much. And he made uh, he did some dumb things ish, but but the so they had this is CNN of course you know so the people that, and Tom Hanks who's notoriously liberal uh, produced it okay but at the end of it all they said George Bush wasn't a great president he was a good president and he got a, bad advice um, yeah. I mean from a lot of 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 people who you know who, we were I mean we were just out of high school. Or even in high, like I was, I was a senior when nine eleven happened, you know. Uh-huh. But I do remember hearing, even back then, as a as a teenager, that Dick Cheney was really the president. Yeah, you know. And here's here's my take on George W. I think he's an endearing man. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that he made a mistake that is it's almost unforgivable in terms of Iraq. Right. Um, but I think he was dealt a shit hand. With nine eleven, that and so that and was kind of that was kind of uh, the consensus. All yeah. these these people made was that his 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 when he started as president was not his plan. He no, no, no. was not his focus. No, like he, he, the he, war, none of it. His whole agenda was domestic. Yeah, his platform was domestic yeah. policy. We were we were in peace, and and he and watching this documentary, he was dealt. So many things, uh, one after terrible. another. 9-11, the wars, the 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 economic crisis, yep. and they just there was even, uh, there was more. I couldn't remember. What, I can't remember what they all were, but he just one after the right. other. And cause and effect here is an important. You know whether or not he caused the recession or it's just this is not what he, uh, he signed up for. Right. You exactly. Know? And so they the they said that they think that history will be much kinder to George W than it already people is. were during his well, I mean, no, it's It already is, man. Look at yeah. like his how he's friends with Michelle Obama yeah, yeah, and yeah. how it just he's just an endearing man, how he he paints those portraits of fallen soldiers, right? You know, whether my my biggest question I've always had regarding Iraq and WMDs was was George Bush lied to, or did George Bush lie to us? Right, right. And no one can ever answer that except for him. Right. You know, he did do an interview. Um, I think it's the only interview he's ever done on nine eleven. Mm-hmm. I think I saw it on Netflix a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and it was really good. And he talked about how how awful that was, and how he's like, "This isn't what I I I didn't." This is not what I like. I, I, if someone would have told me, yeah, like that this was going to happen, we've been would have given it to Gore. Yeah, we've been in peace since you know we had little skirmishes in like you know Kosovo and, and Bosnia and stuff. Right. But we've been at, at peace since his dad was in office, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden we go to not only just a wartime president, but a really strange type of war. Right, a new type of war. I also uh, found interesting. Um, during the Obama ramp up and and the George Bush election stuff, how uh, politics were pretty well almost as divisive as they are now. Yeah, and that I think we're just more in tune with them now. But oh, well, social media, yeah, and the internet, yeah. And um, I thought that was pretty interesting because there was a lot of divisive uh, moves that they made back then. Yeah, and things that, that that went down. I'll tell you where it really started, and I, just based on several docs that I've watched. Uh-huh. 
I'd, I'd obviously love to read more about it to find out. Mm-hmm. But I'd say that the real divisiveness between left and right started with Newt Gingrich. Yeah, I've heard that before. You know, it all started with him and uh, hating Bill Clinton's agenda. Right. And doing anything, right. anything necessary to stop him. Right. You know, and now we're at a point where both sides do that continuously. Yeah. With the exception of post 9-11 for about three years. Right. Bush had fantastic approval ratings. He did win, of course, the next election. Mm-hmm. You know, we were we were a united country <laughs> for that little bit. Yeah. And then it started again because a black guy wanted to be president. Yeah. You know? He uh, he he. He won pretty well in 2004, a lot better than he yeah. did in 2000. Um, the, the truth about Iraq hadn't really come out yet. You know, we, yeah. we, that war started in, what, 03? So it was kind of his campaign that he still – he defended the nation. Right, right, right. You know, um, hunting Osama, like all this stuff. So right. Anyway, if yeah. uh, if you get a chance to watch all of them, they were they were way more interesting than I thought it was going to be. It was uh, yeah because you know you grow up during those times and you're like I knew everything that happened, and then you go back <laughs> and you're like wow I had I was hanging out with friends and you know yeah uh, you, you really don't pay that much attention no, we to what's young, going man. on when you're uh, a teenager, which is so. weird because people who are you know, 18, 19, 20 now yeah. are way more involved than we were. <laughs> That's true. You know, because of social media and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you, you brought up iPhone, and I read an article the other day about uh-huh. uh, Zillennials. Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. We're, aren't, isn't that us? We're crossovers, yeah. yeah. For between Gen X and Millennial, it's from 1977 to 87. Right. And it's people who are familiar with technology but grew up outside. Right. First iPhone users. Which is true, yeah. It's you know, all, it's like it's all the it's the crossover stuff that's yeah. happened. So I could see that. No social media to crazy social media. You know. <laughs> yeah. We were the first generation. So um all right. So moving on here. Yeah. Uh, just a couple more things I want to talk about before we're done. First of all, I want you to listen. This is a commercial that I have heard on I think I've heard it on YouTube and maybe TBS or one of the other things I watch. Um, but uh, I want you to tell me uh, if, if uh, you understand what's going on here. No Irish need a ploy. We say goodbye, make our mothers cry, break hearts with a dream. And no Irish need a ploy. Who built the bridges, mate, and scraped the city skies? Then bled with your sons. The blend be gone when I wed your lovely daughter. Maybe you shouldn't order, but you gave her away to be with me. Blend is the backbone of this place. We were all them once. And now we're just us. Just you, S. I am Blend. So are you. And you, not other fella too. We are all Blend from the beginning to the end. So, glasses up. And I'll say oi. Oi. To the beauty of Bland. Oi, to the beauty of Bland. I can actually understand him better than I not watching. I've never seen that before. Oh, really? But I can kind of understand what he was saying, although I couldn't put it all together. <laughs> like, who built the bridges? No others apply. You gave your daughter away to me. <laughs> like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so is he Scottish? Yeah, it's it's, it's Irish. Irish uh, sounded more Scottish. Uh, yeah, it's Irish. Oh, it is. All right. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, 
Yeah. So <laughs> I still don't know what it was a commercial for. It was uh it was beer. It were, <laughs> sorry, not beer. Um like what was the bland? Know, kind of alcohol. Is it called bland or blend? Yeah, blend. 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 Okay. <laughs> but the first time I heard that commercial, I was like I was I thought maybe I was like listening to a different language like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like, like Whoa, whoa, what is going on here? Yeah. Dude, I was I've listening to this podcast called Pax Britannica. It's about the history of Britain uh-huh. and how they forced the Irish to switch to like the King's English from um, Gaelic. Uh-huh. And that's why it sounds so weird, you uh-huh. know, and it's a mixture of Gaelic. But I think the reason I had Scottish on my mind is because James McAvoy was on Saturday Night Live. And he oh, did yeah. That, that was Scottish, really funny. Scottish bit. So anyway, it's Scottish is just as bad. It's yeah. just as I yeah. was. Uh, so there was a, something I was watching about the Scottish military or the they were all from Scotland, but it was the British military yeah. in uh, Afghanistan. And <laughs> I was, I seriously thought I was a different language. Yeah. Like, what are these guys saying? This is crazy. Yeah. And anyway. uh, it was, uh, I just thought the commercial, if you're going to have a commercial, maybe, and, and put it in the US, maybe, no, right. no offense to anybody <laughs> here, but I mean, yeah. Like people are, Maybe you are tone just like, it tone it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like I don't know. Not quite so thick. I don't know. Like it's almost like you tell those guys, "Hey, just do your best American." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and that would be like us doing our best Scottish and it would kind of tone down yeah. our American. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think they have a hard time understanding us? I don't know. I know that I mean that that we roll that we do roll our words together more than we think we do. Right. But but it's all based on English because of the United Kingdom. Right. So it's almost – because we speak closer to the Queens in English yeah, than – Correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm, I can't remember if I've actually researched this or just heard it. But um, that the English had our accent and then after the war is when they started getting I've heard theirs. that. I've never looked it up. Okay. And I don't know how we could ever find out. Yeah, I know. Because there's no recording. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So you're saying like King George actually had a normal normal. He had an American accent. Right. And that they've developed an accent yeah. over the past Maybe. few hundred years. I don't know. I it, I think I've told you this before. Accents to me are fascinating. It is so strange to me that geography determines the way words come out. Yeah, that is weird, huh? And not that far. Right. You can go 400 miles. Right. You know what I mean? Go from Boston to Atlanta. Right. And you're like, what? I I don't know. If anybody can explain to me accents, well, how your just, brain and it's your... what happens when you move into a new area. You just kind of start picking up on right. the dialect. It's and just then... weird, though. Yeah. Like, what? It, I would I would think by now, maybe not by now, maybe this is happening. I would think that it's just starting to kind of flatten out between languages. You would think, you know, like but... even like Spain. Like, the Spanish in Spain is way different than the Spanish in Honduras. Right. You know, oh, yeah. they have, like, the list way in Spanish yeah. in, in, or in Spain. But You know what's something that's somewhat infuriating to me? Is that there's no way ever that I'd be able to experience what an American accent actually sounds like. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That's, what I, that's kind of what I was asking. Like, do you is – there, is, is it hard for someone who's, right. like – and there's no Royal way, Scottish. There's no way we could ever know no. what 
what because you know you hear a, a English person on the on the radio and you're like oh that's an English person that's an accent right. but when they there's no way that we could ever comprehend that because we we know even if we lived in England for like ten years we couldn't no and I always wonder if we sound dumb. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, know, to to like proper English, not to like uh, like Cockney or like Liverpool. I, <laughs> I don't. I doubt it. You know? I I would imagine that if you're, it just depends on like. Is I guess the question is, and this this might sound like totally, I don't know, pompous to think to, to, of our own self importance, but is American really just kind of like the boring English? Could be. You know. Right. I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let us know if you have an accent. We want to know how hard it is for you to understand us. Um, one more thing before we're done. Have you ever heard of white vision? White vision. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds racist, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's actually somebody's name or some, some an animal's name. White vision. Oh, like, uh, like a Marvel? <laughs> no. Marvel character? It sounds like. So, White Vision was a female uh, World War II homing pigeon serving with the Royal Air Force. Homing pigeon? Yeah. Do you know what a homing pigeon is? No. Oh, really? Oh, wait. Are they the ones that go and do like a big loop and then come back? Yeah. They always come back to – they use them to deliver messages and such. Okay. Like – well, anyway, this is what happened. So, uh, she was aboard a seaplane. This pigeon? Yes. Okay. That was forced to ditch in bad weather with no radio. White Vision carried a message with the plane's location 60 miles against a strong headwind. Thanks to her, all 11 of the crew were rescued, and she was awarded the Dickin Medal for her gallantry. Dickin? I don't know. Yeah. That's amazing, though. That yeah. Mean, that's coming up a lot lately. Huh. We had the bear. The bear. The, the bear. <laughs> The bear that was delivering munitions <laughs> to the front lines <laughs> during World War II. Oh, we had oh, the. <laughs> <laughs> that we got the the bomb, the bat bomb. Oh yeah, and now we have a, a homing pigeon that really is the most practical. Didn't they have a pigeon in the tank? Uh, do, do you remember the? Did you see Fury yeah. with Brad Pitt? Did yeah. they have a pigeon in there? That they used for that? I don't know. I think that did. would make sense back then when radio was kind of, you know, yeah. uh, finicky mm-hmm. to have a backup. I would, yeah. I've never heard them called homing. I've like messenger pigeon or something. Oh, seems to be the same difference. Yeah. But yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, maybe get a homing pigeon yeah. and put it in your car. and <laughs> Just in case. If you ever have a water landing, then. Uh, Do they have like a memorial to this bird? Um, what was their name? Uh, white Vision. Oh, White. Because <laughs> she, was, she was white. She was uh, uh, a white pigeon. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. she was a black pigeon. <laughs> Call her a white vision. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. So I uh, guess that's it. That's it for us. This has been episode 43? Yeah, I believe so. Hey, by the way, find us at the Take Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please share with your friends. Please, please, please share. We know you're listening, so please share it. For this episode, thanks for being here. I'm Brian. I'm Spencer. We'll see you next time.